D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K. Another episode of The Kickback with Sabrina, Sharika, and E.B. Sit back, relax, and vibe. Welcome, everybody, to almost, like, what, three weeks of spring left episode of The Kickback. Although it's still spring, I'm feeling very much like summer vibes. Sharika, mm-hmm. how are you dealing with these this Florida heat? It is hot, especially because uh, last week or a week and a half ago, I don't even know how long now at this point, is time is just going crazy. I was on vacation and I was on vacation in Virginia and the weather was so nice. It was 70s and sometimes into the 60s but it was so nice and then to come back to florida and be on a million and one it's it is it's it got to me it got me i totally feel you on that this is why it kills me when eb's giving us temp check and he's like a good <laughs> temp for him is like over 85 i'm like how it's so hot you can barely breathe especially in florida where it's so humid mm-hmm. so it's like even when a, oh, I almost said a cool breeze, when a breeze blows, it's still hot. Um, it's, a hot sim- <laughs> it's, just, it's a hot breeze. You don't wake up in Florida to like the cool morning where you can take a mm. walk or whatever. That's what I miss about North Carolina. St. Louis had those same vibes. Wake up here. I was telling my husband because I usually like to do my devotion and then take my bike to the gym. And as I mean, when it was beginning of spring and summer, I could leave my house as late as like 7 15 and mm-hmm. it still felt decent outside but now literally I can't if I'm yeah. not leaving before 6 30 I'm not riding my bike to the gym because it is so and my bike to the gym y'all is like less than 10 minutes it's just so hot it's just so it hot. is you walk <laughs> I go out the house for to go to work and it is I'm like already I I could be sweating from the house to the car and, and, exactly. I, and I can be parking in my garage. Or I mean, my um, driveway. <laughs> it's not like I'm walking to a parking lot. I'm walking to my driveway. Exactly. Well, uh, listeners, kickbackers, I know, like, I've always heard people say when people don't have a lot of things to talk about, they talk about the weather. That's not the case here. It's just that I'm taking a little a leisurely st- stroll as I'm talking to y'all. And I'm like, I need to go back in the house because it is way too hot for this. And we have a lot to talk about today, but we'll start with Sharika's temp check. How you feeling, friend? I am feeling, I'm feeling a whole bunch of things all over the place. But <laughs> um, like I said, I just got that. You know, when you get back from vacation and it takes like, I don't know, maybe this is just a getting older thing. But it feels like it takes almost the time or the length of the vacation to get back into reality. Yeah. That's whether that's sleep patterns, your sleep is off. You feel a little out, like, I don't know what I'm doing. What am I doing? What this job? What am I? Why am I here? You just like discombobulated. And so I. I was back this whole week and maybe like two days for the week before. So almost a week and a half. And I feel like I still am like out of sorts. <laughs> um, and this week was just also not a regular week. Some, you know, you have those times at work where it's not your normal work week and things are different. So that also threw me off, especially come back from vacation. But so I still feel like I'm, just trying to get back into the regular routine. So I 
Um, but I do feel good. It was great to see family. Uh, shout out to our nephew, Jaden, who graduated high school. That's the reason we went on vacation. So it's good to see the family and um, be a part of the celebration. Um, so that part, I'm doing good. It's just getting back into the routine of regular life. I'm, I just still feel a little out of sorts, but maybe by the end of, maybe when I start this week, you know, I'll finally be like, okay, settled and ready to get back into the things and feel like I have a better idea of my schedule and time and all that good stuff. But my temp is, my temp is uh, 83. And do I have a song today? Uh, I don't know why this is an old song, but it just came to my mind. Um, maybe because we're actually recording on a on a Saturday, which is very rare that we ever. I don't know very if we ever done it before. I don't know if we no. ever recorded on a Saturday before, but um, it you know the TLC just kick it because that's what I feel like I'm really doing today. Ooh. Just kicking, it. <laughs> just kicking it. That is a good one, man. TLC nineties. <sighs> Every generation feels this about their music, but we really had some great music. Golly. We did. Uh, we did. Do you want to share with the people like one vacation highlight? Because ever since Ooh. my little St. Louis trip, I'm all about like highlighting an aspect of a city so people know, hey, if you're here, dive into this thing. Ooh, okay. Let's see. Let's see. Um, girl, we, um, we, we ate. <laughs> But not awesome. even, you know, you know, not even like fancy or like, I mean, not anything like, you know, specific to the area. We were, well, you know, uh, we don't really have them here in um, Florida, but I'm, I believe they have them in North Carolina. Have you, I'm sure you've probably been to a cookout, Sabrina. Have you been to a cookout, the restaurant or the fast food chain? Absolutely. With like a, 50 different milkshake flavors. Yes. I love a cookout. <laughs> so I love, okay. I don't know if we talked about this. We might've mentioned on the podcast that we, me and Sabrina, we like road trips. I love a road trip. I One of the things I like about road trips is going to the little fast food places on the way that you don't have in your area. Um, So I love to get to experience cookout when I'm on the road because it's not something I have here. I like the Zaxby's too. We have Zaxby's here, but not as many, so I hardly ever go. But anyways, that's not what you asked me about. I'm over here trying to think of anything to highlight. Oh, you know what I did on my trip? We hey, went pass. to go visit my brother and um and uh I did a I don't know if this is considered a hike. I'm not a hiking girl, so I'm not even sure if this was a hike, but we took a long walk in in some trees. It had trees on this side. It, it, I think the ground was big. Was a Nature Sharifa? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, was that a hike? I don't know because I'm not an outdoor girl. I'm not a nature girl. If it's not the beach or water, I'm indoors. I'm indoors. So I, I can't even, I'm sure it was, it was a hike. There were people on their bikes, people rollerblading, people jogging. So I think it might have been a trail or a hike or something. I did do that. The weather was nice. So, 
you know what? Every I will say it's a highlight to get out every I know Sabrina's outdoor girl and nature girl. And as one that's not, you know what? Every now and then, especially if the weather's right, you know what? A little hike, a little walk or whatever that was that I did, that was that actually was nice. And I took <laughs> I took that stroll with my parents and my brother and my husband. So just a family stroll, hike, whatever. It was nice. It was it was nice. I love that journey for you, friend. You hike away this summer, especially up there where you actually can hike without like being overheated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lovely. Well, I too didn't necessarily have a vacation, but I had a fun, quick weekend in North Carolina with my sorority sisters. My chapter at ECU was celebrating 40 years of being there. Woo! So we were established yeah, and <laughs> um, at ECU so so very long ago and we got to meet like the six charter members who said hey Zeta should be on this campus and I got to be with Mm. a lot of my sorors who crossed Zeta at the same time as me and it was very emotional I missed out on a lot of things that we did together because um, in my old career a lot of times of the year and a lot of weekends were blocked off So I didn't get to go to a lot of weddings or a lot of baby showers or different events we'd have. And thank God, I want to say it's because, you know, sorority, there aren't just friends you pay for. There are people who have Mm. like the common goal and interest as you and they are in your life for life. Mm. So they never took me out of the group chat, even though they knew I would not be able to go. (laughs) And they've taken trips to like Hawaii together. And I, I missed out on all that. So this for me, outside of my wedding, which... That's another thing that speaks volumes of them. I miss a lot of their weddings and like almost all that. You know what? I love these girls. But anyway, not just my line, but just being together with so many women of color and so mm. such a diverse group of women of color. Like we're not all people. Well, yes, we're all educated because you have to have a degree to, you know, be in the sorority, but like some with masters, some with doctorates, some who are doing STEM research and math, Mm. some who are psychologists, some who are like me, artists, some who have their own businesses, some who, you know, are stay-at-home moms. Like, it was so beautiful to me because there's so much out there about the Black woman. She's angry, welfare mom, not as, you know, grammatically correct and blah, 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 blah. And when I'm in spaces like that, I just feel like I can be me. I'm mm. just being me. I'm not trying to, you know, protect the image of all black people or, you know, stand up. To, it's just being me. And I was really encouraged and inspired. And I was like, despite any negativity you see on social media, or you hear from someone who has such a small viewpoint on life, this is reality. And this mm. is just one chapter at ECU and these are just the people who were able to come I think maybe a hundred of us from 40 years and I'm like girl your people are fine (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. I just saw some guy on on Twitter he was going on some kind of rant and he was like you know the blacks are tired of Biden because he's letting the illegals come in and take what's theirs and I'm like I don't know a single black person who's like the illegal service take, are taking what's mine. But like when I, in the past, I would see stuff like that and I would just get so discouraged and so disgruntled and 
you know, it's an annoying thing to see. But Mm -hmm. after that weekend, I'm like, girl, that is somebody's thought who's probably doesn't have a black friend remember mm. you know doesn't know black people who is speaking on black people but sabrina you know lots of black people and y'all are fine so like mm. okay that was just very encouraging also they are very fun people and i tend to um be in my shell a lot and if it weren't for my extroverted friends like sharika and the stickney sisters and you know, people like that to get me out and going, I literally would probably be a hermit. <laughs> Remember, as a kid reading in the Bible about that sect of uh, Christians who were like, we're just going to go live in the desert and we're not going to try to tell anybody how to live their life. We're just going to come out here and do our own little Christian thing. Literally, I was like, oh, that's what I would do. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Have a great mm. life arguing. I'm going to go over here. Um, but that's just not reality. So I'm really thankful for the people in my life to get me out and about and doing fun things. It was a beautiful weekend. And like Sharika said, when you come back for something like that, it can take some time to get back mm-hmm. on the times. And that's what I'm in the middle of doing. Um, So my song is Girlfriends from the TV show. You know, my mm-hmm. girlfriends. Mm-hmm. It was like four black women, very yep. diverse. One was like super artsy. One was the lawyer. I forgot what the one who played Rainbow later on in Blackest Wish. Was she? she I was forgot a, what her character was. No, she was the lawyer. Oh. J- Joan. Um, Tracy Ellis Ross. Yes. She was the lawyer. Oh, okay. And what about the other one? I Maya one was her was secretary. Like um, okay. And then Tony was, I think Tony was in real I love estate Tony. or something. Yeah, she was in real estate. I loved you love um, Tony? Oh my gosh. Don't get me started on Tony. I freaking <laughs> loved her. Um, I don't know if it was just the thing of like seeing like this beautiful dark skinned black woman mm-hmm. and feeling like, yes, dark skinned girlies, we're in here. Mm-hmm. People, I mean, I'm from Rocky Mount. I k- kids will find a reason to tease other kids. It doesn't matter. But just my particular thing that people like to tease me about was my hair and my skin. And it wasn't the white kids. It was the black kids. So I was like, yes, Tony. And I just thought like her confidence and everything. Mm-hmm. But Sharika, I'm picking up on a vibe that she was maybe not your favorite. So we're going to have to do a girlfriend's recap at some point. Yeah. They were all low-key. They were all low-key toxic. They they definitely were. So, but that was the feeling I got when I was in North Carolina. And our group, it stays lit. But even more so um, since then, because we all stayed in the same Airbnb. And it's funny, me and one of them, uh, we both were like, let's be upstairs because everybody will be downstairs, like, because they'll get trapped there and they'll be talking and we can go to bed early. Girl! (laughs) This Airbnb <laughs> said they had three bathrooms and they did, but only had showers and baths. And one was in our room. We didn't pick up. So our room became a little party room. I got zero sleep. The first night I was up till two. The second night I was up till four. The third night when I was coming home, the plane got delayed. And so instead of getting home by like 10, I didn't get home till like 1.30 a.m. So mm-hmm. I came into the week very tired, but I also feel very fulfilled. I feel happy. I feel blessed. And, um, just inspired to be alive and live hashtag black girl magic hashtag black boy joy and all the Mm -hmm. things especially for you sabrina one who is not a late night girl 
Girl, I am not a late night girly. The second night, the 4 a.m. night, I will say Stasha and I were like, okay, everyone's distracted. They're downstairs. Because, yeah, it was like our people. But Mm -hmm. then um, one of our sisters was like, our house is going to be the kickback house. And I was like, no, no, no. no. The Airbnb is kicking back. (laughs) But they ended up inviting other lines. We probably had 50 people in the house. But the Mm -hmm. Airbnb gave me a review afterwards. And he was like, Hey, you know, uh, I, it was like, you guys were never even here. Thank you so much. Mm. Like we clean that thing. Mm. Like, let's just be upstairs and go to sleep. We did go to sleep at like nine 30. Then at 11, we hear all of this ruckus and we had a soror that we hadn't seen in like three years. Who was like, I promise I'm coming, but she always says she's coming. She don't be coming, but she Mm. came. And then everyone was so joyful that it woke us up. And I was like, Stasha, as much as I want to see her, like, if we go downstairs, you know, we're not coming back upstairs. You know <laughs> that. So she's like, okay, no, 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 we'll be quick. So with my pajamas, went downstairs four o'clock in the morning. And that's how it ended. Next thing you know, I'm back on ECU's campus at like one something in the morning. We're doing steps on the yard. I'm like, how did I get up here? <laughs> we're twerking in the parking lot. I'm like, what is happening? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. This is oh, that is I the life I would love. <laughs> I learned to twerk, Sharika. So, oh. yeah, I'm gonna have to. Uh, listeners, y'all don't know this, but one of my lifelong goals is to be able to do a handstand, like with my legs in the air, legs apart a little bit, like a V, and then be able to twerk. But Not the strength just isn't twerking. there. Yes, it's a great party trick. It's a great party trick. Like that, everybody has that thing that they do that they shut like the dance floor down. Like, you know, every party there ends up being a circle, right? And people automatically look to me because they're like, oh, Sabrina, you've taken dance before. You've taught dance. And I'm like, that is totally a different thing. I'm a trained dancer. You give me an eight count, I'm going to kill it. You just put me on the spot and I'm like a deer in headlights. So I'm like, I need something that I can do that is epic. And I can do a handstand, but I cannot work. So I'm like, I got to combine them. But because of the time with my sorority sisters, I now can do it like doing the push-up and twerking. And nobody smacked my buns because that's not my vibe. <laughs> I got to do it all alone in my own little corner in my own little chair. <laughs> but it was Wait, just that I, sphere the of levity. Twerking? I don't know that. No, friends. Um, a lot of times in the MPHC, which is the divine nine, the nine mm-hmm. black sororities and fraternities that came to be because the white sororities were, and fraternities were like, we don't want anything to do with you. That's mm-hmm. fine. So we had these traditions. And one of those is like strolling, which is when yeah. we're in a line and we're doing a dance mm-hmm. or party hopping. So uh, back that thing up with um, Zeta and Sigmas. That's one of our like greatest little party hops. We're doing that. And then at the end of the party hop, just a natural dance circle happens and people are going in the middle doing their thing. And mm-hmm. then this one girl from fall 18, and that's how you know I'm old because I crossed in fall 2009. But anyway, this one girl from fall 18, she just goes in the middle of the circle and she's trucking, but then she goes and does a push up and she does like three push ups and she's trucking and everyone's like falling out. They're like, she won. And then <laughs> like, when we went back to our Airbnb to kick back at our house, 
uh, I said, Hey, I need, you're going to teach me how to twerk. Like for real, <laughs> I'm sober. I don't drink. Cause people are like, Oh, Sabrina, she's joking. And I need to learn. And I feel like you're the one that's going to teach me because of what I saw you do. So literally we went to one of the rooms and I didn't let a lot of people in there. Cause people were trying to come around me. Like I was a circus animal. I'm like, no, this literally means I'm not good for everybody. But she was so sweet. And she actually taught me. And this is a secret for those of you who want to learn how to twerk. It is all about like letting go and you can't bring like your type A personality to it. I was just too tight. And so she actually had me, this is going to sound crazy. Forgive me for any of my former, not, you know, going to be a stripper tomorrow or anything like that. No shade of strippers. So anyway, uh, I had to get on the bed put my elbows on the bed, my knees on the bed, but just because it is hard to be stiff on a bed. And mm. when you do that, it just kind of jiggles and flows. And once I could feel like that space of my body jiggling, I was like, oh, because before I was like, oh, maybe, you know, I'm just too petite and I don't have enough to jiggle. And it's like, no, you do. You just don't know the mechanics of it. So mm. I was relaxed. And then I graduated from the bed to the floor sent my husband a snap of me doing it because I've tried okay. to twerk at home before and he laughed. Literally, I just, <laughs> I'm not making this up. I was like, oh my gosh, you've got to snap my husband because he laughs at me when I try to do this. Now I know how to do it. And it's great. So those are the kind of, I mean, we did professional things too. Uh, so I don't want y'all to think, oh, they were just out party hopping at UCU's campus and like we like donated over 600 the boxes of food to the local food bank. We um d- we did a lot of other things too, right? Uh, but that was just part of the fun late night shenanigans. Of it all, mm-hmm. I hope none of them listen and are like, "Sabrina, you're telling our secrets." I'm just like, "Sorry, girls, but <laughs> yeah." Girl, I'm sure there are really plenty secrets you didn't share. Um, that part. So. <laughs> Um, as y'all can hear, Edie isn't here, which is why I felt comfortable doing a longer temp check. He is doing something that is near and dear to both Sharika and I's heart, and that is summer camp ministry. It is huge. It is life-changing, and it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing that he gets to do, but it is also very demanding and unpredictable. So y'all know Edie is like the heart. We're like the little, we're the Holy Spirit, you know, Father, Son, Trinity. It takes the three of us, but it's just simply out of his control when he can and when he can't record during the next two-ish months. But listen, when he comes back, he's going to come back with the bang because there's a lot happening okay. in pop culture and there's a lot happening in his life. And Shrika, I frankly can't wait to hear all about it. Me either. So y'all better stay tuned because he got a lot to talk about. A yes. lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of a lot to talk about, Sharika, what do we have to talk about today? Girl, we is talking about all the things, all the things going on in this world. Well, maybe not the world. Well, I guess some of the things, mainly this country, but maybe, you know, you know what we, what we do here in this country does spill off and does affect the world, but we're mainly talking about the things happening around our parts. Girl, so Sabrina sent me a snap, y'all. And I got to talk about this Kim and Kanye energy. Yes, let us dive into that. Girl, tell the people about your girl Kim Ye, or well, I guess she's for- formerly Kim, the the formerly, the known, formerly as... known as Kim Ye. 
Wow. What a journey they have taken us on. I remember when I uh, worked with you in the same office, we had a coworker, Daryl, and he told me they would never be divorced and they are so in love and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, trust Mm. me, trust me. The moment he works her nerves is over because one thing Kim's not going to do is put up with the foolishness. If it inconveniences her, she's done point blank, period. I'm not saying she won't put up with it for a little while, but there is a limit to our love. We mm-hmm. see it time and time again. And mm-hmm. that's um on her. So they have this, well, it's not new. It's the same show, different network, another season drop. And with that, a lot of sound bites dropped from it. And now we're seeing how she's processing everything that was happening when Kanye was really active on social media. This is before, this is after he said slavery was a choice, but before he came for the Jews. Because y'all know when he said slavery Mm -hmm. was a choice, he still had his money. But when he Mm -hmm. came for the Jews, they were like, you're done. So uh, she's talking about what it's like to go through that as a mom with Mm. the children, as somebody who's trying to date someone new. And we all know Kanye was very open about how he felt her new boyfriend, even though he had apparently moved on. And she's just talking about her struggle. And in this soundbite, we hear her say to her mom, he's trying to say my sex tape is so harmful, but I believe the things he's doing will hurt our kids a lot more in the long Mm. run than my sex tape. Mm -hmm. So I was curious. And that's why I shared with Sharika and EB. What are your thoughts on this? Which is, which do you think would be more harmful? Your mom's sex tape or your dad being a menace to society, really? I'm I'm with Kim on this because not that the sex tape is not dramatic or traumatic. It's the time and it's about the time and the place and the age for me that's fair and maybe at different stages of their their children's life maybe different things will hit harder but as you get older you realize and you understand that when you're young you do dumb stuff and the sex tape could be one of the dumb things that she did uh, it's still the jury is still out whether it was done released purposefully or it was with her knowledge or without her knowledge. The jury oh, it was is with her out. knowledge. We saw the signature. I agree. <laughs> I believe it's with her knowledge, but she swear she keeps saying that she didn't know. But anyway, I believe she did know. But even still, she was a young person. Kanye, I believe, when he was doing and has been doing all these things. He was, is he, he got to be in his forties or very close or very close. So I'm like, he got to be in his forties. You've been around long enough. You've had enough long life experience, but then on the other hand too, Kanye does have mental health issues. So Mm. maybe they will extend grace to him because of, you know, his mental health. Um, but I can, well, at the end of the day, both. His, their, you know, their children are gonna, they got a lot to overcome, <laughs> both on both sides. Mom, yes. mom and they dad. Absolutely so, they got a lot <laughs> to overcome. And so, um, which is more harmful? I don't know. I think what's most harmful will be how they parent their children. Not, yes, only, not just what happened outside of the house or how it's about how, how available, how present they are, um, how they have cared for their children. So 
the sex tape, you know, you know, I, I don't, I, it, it was so long ago and it's still brought up, but I don't think the kiddies care, not their kids, but you know what I mean? Like the young kids these days, I don't think it's the big thing it was when it happened when it, in our generation. Yeah. Even when it happened, I'm the wrong person to ask because I was never really tapped into pop mm-hmm. culture in that way. I don't remember. I remember hearing about it maybe like after the fact because we learned when RJ was spilling all the details that the sex tape evidently came out before their show, mm. the first episode. But I remember learning about it like after she started to get a little famous, like mm-hmm. maybe two or three seasons in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm trying to think to myself, have I ever learned something about my parent that made my heart go, oh, no, not my momsy. Like, you know, and mm-hmm. I remember my mom telling me she was in fights in school. My mom had a hard childhood. She's a very pleasant and delightful person, but she had a hard childhood and she was a mm-hmm. fighter. I will be honest, a lot of times I'm more so entertained by those things. Mm-hmm. Um, If my my mom had a sex tape out I think I would be I don't think it would change the way I would feel about my mom but I think mm-hmm. it would just make me anxious about what other people would say because I feel very mm-hmm. defensive not just about my mom but my family so mm-hmm. I think I would care more about the viewpoint it would have in my family and like what it means how am I gonna have to defend this and that would stress me out like you know I I'm over here living my life that was mama d who did that you go talk to mama d <laughs> sex tape Like, I feel like that would be how I feel. But also, I also know that I have never heard my dad say a bad word about my mom Mm -hmm. ever. And I know, like, on some level, there's such a respect there. And I just love, I don't know, I just love that. I've never heard him Mm -hmm. say, ah, she's so... I can't even think of what he would say, but you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. I could just tell, and I, I'm not saying my parents didn't have tensions. Yes. (laughs) Those of us who've been in relationships or married, you know, that's just a natural part of life or even a friendship tensions Mm -hmm. and conflict. They're a natural part of life, but the way he handled it, I like that it was their business. So Mm -hmm. I will say that is a place that Kanye has failed because Mm -hmm. his kids will be able to go back and say, you know, I'm not going to speak to either of their poor behaviors because they are human and both Kim and poor behaviors that we can speak to. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to be the person that puts them on the scales. But I will say, if we're talking about what harms your children, I think it is harmful for children to hear their parents talk poorly about each other mm-hmm. and to um, see them handle conflict in a way that is immature and that is harmful. Yeah. That will hurt. So mm-hmm. I wish I had a little, what did the boxers have? The little bell that they ring or whatever? Because mm-hmm. I might have to give it to Kim on this not because her sex tape may not be traumatizing to them but because kim has still not said publicly and only thing she has said publicly is that i want to protect my children so Mm -hmm. that makes me feel like even privately she's not saying horrible and i know that must be hard because what you especially if i'm justified about something and i feel like right I will talk the trash. (laughs) So I think it takes so much like power to be like, no, I'm not going to say anything. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. And probably because coming from a divorced family, she probably understands like what it was, whether I don't know how her parents talked about each other, but you know what I mean? That probably gave, led her to understand what she wouldn't want her kids to experience or maybe they did it right and this is what she would you know want her kids to experience even though their parents are no longer together absolutely because their her parents break up or their relationship was also public you know you know 
not to probably the scale that Kim's was, but it was a big deal, especially with the OJ trial and all that. The OJ trial, the fact that people knew Chris had an affair, but even her mom speaks really highly of her dad. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that was always the case, but she does. And I don't want people to hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying if someone's a trash person, you can't speak to that, but you can speak to someone's behavior without tearing down who they are and without disrespecting them like when I speak about my dad I'm speaking about the dad who raised me my stepdad he's raised me since I was literally two months old so that's my dad but you know I have a biological dad who's out there and my mom never sugarcoated what happened my dad was a papa was a rolling stone (laughs) like you know he, he liked to have this cake and eat it too and my mom, when she found out, like, she wasn't going to put up with that, which I respect. But she also is like, you will not call him James, which in my heart, I would love to because I'm like, he didn't raise me. But she's like, that is your father, you know. So there's mm-hmm. still a respect there while telling while being truthful about who he is. And right. I think because of that, I am able to like every couple of years he calls me, he called me the other day. He's like, oh, I'm driving a truck. I'm in Maine. I'm like, oh, so I can have like. I can have, I really don't have any animosity. Mm-hmm. I think he's kind of a, like he said to me recently, like, oh, you know, I've been wearing a cross around my neck now lately, sweetly. I'm trying to be a better person. And I was like, dad, like, <laughs> make you a better person. Like, you were so funny. Um, But I think because my mom was able to have like a lightness about it, I can't have a lightness about it. Mm-hmm. But Kanye, you're out here talking about the kids. You're out here tearing her down. You're out here tearing their grandma down, calling her Kim Jong. <laughs> what did he call her? Kim Jong. Oh. <laughs> like the North Korean. Like, I should have oh, laughed. Lord. That's a horrible thing too, because he is witty and he is funny and he is ridiculous. Um, but you mm-hmm. said another really important thing, and that's that aspect of mental illness. Like people are like, oh, that how can a person be so horrible? And then it's like, that is what mental mental illness will drive people to have the craziest thoughts and do the most horrible things. And you have to ask yourself, do you have the space to be empathetic? It is mm-hmm. an excuse, but it is not like a pass on their behavior. But they do have an excuse. And Kanye has even admitted, I, I don't be on the meds. So. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, it, it, it is, it's, it is quite unfortunate how how in society celebrityism has become because it is you know their kids will be their kids and their kids and their kids will be able to see all these things you know and that mm-hmm. you know there was back in the day even if you were popular or celebrity it was not that much information out about people. You would hear something huge, something really big, but you didn't know it. This, especially with social media now, people be knowing day to day dealings of people's lives, and then they get put on the internet for for forever. And so, three, five, six generations from now, potentially, will still have um, access to seeing or hearing these things. 
And so that's the kind of unfortunate part, but may, but maybe it's also the part, which is why the sex tape to me doesn't seem as big deal. So when you are exposed to something so much, it now becomes the norm. And that's mm -hmm. why I'm like, will the sex tape be a big deal? Because I think that around that time too, um, with Kim's sex tape, it seemed like it was a few sex tapes popping up and it was kind of uh, the, it was, it was a newer thing. It wasn't like this happened a lot. So it was a big deal then. And I'm not saying a sex tape being released is not a big deal, but it was more shocking. I will say maybe back. It then. was. And mm -hmm. now it's not as shocking anymore as it was when that happened. Sad day for America. Not even shocking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, some form of sex tapes. I'm sure it's been happening. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little, folk, a drawing, a, a picture. <laughs> That's what killed me about um when I was in Pompeii. The one time I went to Italy in tenth grade with my class, we went to Pompeii, and they like had it was like a McDonald's menu, like. In the clay were drawings of different positions. It was a brothel, and I guess the customers would come in and choose the one and go in their little cavey hole. I know. I was in shock. So uh, not to dismiss it, but if you all want to dive into, like, our whole obsession with sex and all that, read C.S. Lewis' Mere Christianity. He breaks it down so well, and he gets to, like, the God and the heart issue of it all and blah, 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 blah. We're not here to talk about that today. We're just saying, Kim, on this one, we agree with you, girl. Your ex-husband, yeah. out of control. <laughs> Absolutely out of control. But I, and I know our time is running. This is crazy that our time is already running like a little short. But speaking of celebrities and things that like aren't really known or whatever, did you hear about that interview that Chili from TLC now that you mentioned TLC, recently did because she's dating that guy from Boy Meets World. Matthew Lawrence. Yes, they are so cute. They really so are cute. They're having their best little life and I know he was quoted as talking about wanting to start a family and it's like, I think she's like 44? Girl, she's 40 something. she's in her 50s. Let me look this up because she <laughs> is not a spring chicken. And she has children that are old, and I feel like, okay, I get it. Like, we're having a great time, but I'm not trying to start over for you, boo. Like, 52. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's in love, love, because he's ready to, like, risk it all. <laughs> Which reminds me, did you hear about the other old actor who made another baby? First, uh, Robin De Niro, one, was it? Robin De Niro, but now Al Pacino. He made one. Oh, Lord. I think he's in his 80s, which I just think that's very rude. And his girlfriend's 25. It's like, listen, you yeah. are just automatically deciding that this kid is only going to have a dad for it. But then again, there's that other lady on social media who's like 110. Um, so, hey, did you see but that? But being I'm alive at 110 place. is not, you know, I mean, <laughs> how are we living? At 110. Girl, you got to read that article. There's so much to talk about. Um, but she was, she was featured because she's 110. She's never been married and she's a virgin. And she was saying like, if Mr. Wright comes along, he can still get it. I'm ready. Oh, what? I have my own house. Sharika, this is real life. It is real. She, you know, she might not have had all her teeth, but she had all her energy. She said, I am still ready for the right one if he comes along i'm gonna send it to you after but that was a really really long way to come back to 
Tilly's in this interview and they're talking to her just about who she is. And for whatever reason, they ask her about Usher. That's her ex. And then Mm -hmm. people felt some type of way because she said that it was really hard to get over him. And they had a back and forth for years after up until the good year of our Lord 2019. Now, Sharika, you and I both know what it's like to be Mm -hmm. with someone, break up, be back with them. Next thing you know, you're married, you have a good life. But do you think the fact that they were still talking on and off up until like yesterday, do you find it wild or do you feel people are overreacting? Girl, I, I'm i in a glass house so I can't throw stones. <laughs> because y'all know I ran it back a couple times with Alan. Yeah, some people, and I, it's so funny you said that I was looking at Instagram today and I was looking at this um, um, Carlos Miller. He's on 85 South Show. Anyway, he was t- him or a girl. I don't know. One of them posted a picture of them, pictures of them, and was like, "We can- we just can't let it go. It's been 13 years, and we just can't let it go." <laughs> so, um, they were like, "We just can't leave each other alone." And so we gonna really try to do this thing, blah 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 blah. And I was just like, "There are some people that you really be struggling. You cannot get out of your system, or it is hard for you to let them go." <laughs> So I get it. I, Alan was one of those. People. Alan, well, not one of those people. Alan was that person for me. I just could not like he was in my system, and I was like, "This one I can't let go. I just can't do it." So, or it is hard, or you know. So I can understand that. Um, totally was understand. honest about that. But do you think it was worth like if someone was prompting you to talk about it? Do you think it's worth talking about it now that you're in this new, fulfilled, happy relationship? Oh, partly it could be that you don't care anymore. You're so over it. It's like, okay, Mm. whatever. That has happened to me. So one, I used to date this guy and um, we were, we were, it was, you know, childhood. We were teenagers. And then like years later, uh, we were, it was a group of us. We went out to dinner and one of the people that we were with try to be, you know, funny, quote unquote, and was like, oh, remember that time and brought up like time when we were like still together and it was a conflict issue. And then you and he and the guy that I was dating uh, that he was my ex for years at that point was like, oh, I'm sorry about that. And I was just like it when I said I could when I say I have zero cares to give at that moment, I was just like, <laughs> like the apologies, like it's it's pointless not and I didn't not as in like I didn't appreciate it was kind of him I guess it, but I'm grown that's really how I thought I'm like I'm grown that was child things I'm a grown woman <laughs> now I could care less so it's like right. maybe if she's at the point was like I'm so beyond that moment or I'm so fulfilled in this moment it almost means nothing to me I she probably could be like yeah whatever that was then but now is now and this is what I'm doing now and I'm so happy in this now so I feel like sometimes if, but, and if they're secure in who they are now, then it shouldn't really matter. But people are always going to be messy and try to bring up something in the past and whatever, whatever. And if you are over it, you can really be like, yeah, it happened. That was then. But this, this is now. Is now. <laughs> Not <laughs> now and then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel similarly. I was like, why are they making a big deal out of it? Like y'all mm-hmm. asked her about her past. She answered. 
move on. It doesn't mean she's stuck there now. She just gave a very honest answer. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of me was like, oh, but is that awkward for her new boo? But then I thought, no, if he's mm-hmm. 52 and you think like we're not all like the 110 year old lady in Africa right now. You know, mm-hmm. some of us have had a past and yeah. it's just there, right? So True, he's had a past. A public class. No, I don't think he has kids, but he definitely no, has a but he was dating that Sh- Cheryl Burke from Dancing with the Stars, and mm-hmm. they had a. I don't now. I don't know what was going on with that because she talked about abuse in past relationships. Oh, call no. his name. I don't know if she was talking about him or not, but I'm just saying they had a very public divorce, and she was, you know, out there saying a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know if they were all pertaining to him or just her whole, you know, life with the things she's been going through. So he just went through a very public divorce a year or two ago. So, you know. There you go. You know, we grow, we change. And I hope that for him, that whatever the situation was, it has helped him grow in a way that will help him show up in the next relationship mm-hmm. in a healthier mindset. Um, and yeah, that's and another thing too. Just because I was too. one way with one person, yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I'm going to be the same with the next. I know and, Doug, yeah. part of the reason I ended up marrying him was because, and we shared this on the podcast years ago. I'm saying years ago, like we're like 10 years in, but it feels like years ago. Like I played a lot of games when I was younger just because I didn't think I was really going to. And usually once somebody liked me that I didn't like them anymore. Um, but with Doug, I couldn't play the games because he was just, uh, I can't describe it. I was just caught up. He was so normal and he just saw me past Speaking of that. Usher. <laughs> right. Caught up. Got me. <laughs> exactly. He was just, he wasn't. And for me, like that flirting, that game, that back and forth, that will we, won't we, that is fun, but it is a high that runs its course. Mm. And Doug and I never, we were more, we started like embers on a fire, which is funny because we met on Tinder. So, <laughs> so because of that, it was hard for the flame to just get blown out because it didn't start like so hot and heavy. Um, and so Doug's perspective of me will be different from somebody who'd be like, oh, Sabrina, like, you know, she da 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 da. It's like, no, I da 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 with you. You don't know what mm-hmm. I'm doing over here. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you said that he talked about that. Um, well, I'm just saying, like, he uh, she I would say she was has been more that his ex-wife has been more public about mm. her stuff and he he has never really been I don't think a very you know share my business type of stuff but I right. have been listening to his um he has a podcast with his brothers that I've been listening oh. mm-hmm, on YouTube but I did a little bit on vacation but I but I saw this cute did you see the cute little video with chili him and his brothers they were doing like a, i don't know if it was a tiktok dance but they were all doing a dance together it was so cute no, you know i don't have tiktok i don't have tiktok either girl i just googled it oh well, i don't know okay. i think i might have been scrolling through instagram oh no no it was on you i was scrolling through youtube and i saw it girl i don't got the tickety talks i got to draw the line somewhere I'm not the tickety talks <laughs> yeah, I, I know I'm like, okay but yeah they were so cute it was like his three brothers, Chili and uh, him, his three brothers and Chili, and they were doing this little dance and it was so cute. And they do look so cute together. He is 41, I believe, and she is 52. Holy cow, you're kidding. They're 11 years apart? Yes. 
awkward. Yes. I couldn't do it. I can. Well, I'm 35 and saying I couldn't do it because there is nothing a 25 year old or 24 year old can offer me. I see them as kids. Maybe because but I, I work like with them you're so that long. Old, it's, it's different. What would it be? I don't know. If you're I 41, you're no longer a child. Like you had the experiences. Now if you're talking about 25, but you're 41. Okay, 41. I feel like 41 to 52 I, is I, not I, bad. I could date a 30 year old. But a 30 year old. Yeah. Okay, maybe once I'm past, maybe once I'm 60, yeah. is someone in their 50. Once I'm past 50s, like once I'm maybe in my 60, anything 50 and above. But I, the other stages is cringe. Because <laughs> I'm like, you're also a little boy, too, you're a child. But maybe this <laughs> also helps because they both were in the industry as young people. Oh, that's and true. That's also a different, you know, he, he's been acting since he was a kid. So I think that's also grows you up in a different way than if you were a regular kid. No, you literally had a profession as a child. It does grow you up. And my parents are nine years apart and they've been together for over 35 years. So it works for people, but I, I work with kids for so long. I'm just like, ah, kids. But also, but to me, it's the, it's the him talking about trying to have children part. Yeah. And I'm not saying she can't, but she she won't. I Did feel well, no, I take this back. I was gonna say I feel like all women should have the like healthcare should pay and give us the option before we're twenty five to freeze some of our eggs because there's no guarantee you're gonna find that person right. and you might want to do it, but it's also from what I hear, like a painful process. It's very expensive. That's why I said it would be nice if mm-hmm. healthcare paid for it. But also it's painful and I'm like, Sabrina, had you been presented that option, would you have even done that? I don't know that I would have taken advantage of it. So, but if she had done that, it could be an option for them. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I think it's very rare once you're past 50. Unless it's like a Abraham and Sarah type of deal. <laughs> right? I, I don't know. Jan- I wonder if Janet freezed her eggs. Maybe Janet freezed her eggs. Oh, did she have kid past 50? I think she had her kid when she was 50. Oh. Well, listen, if you haven't hit menopause, it can be a possibility. Yeah. So let's just, that's the science of it. Um, mm-hmm. well, amen and power to them. Are we ready for some scripture, friends? Yes, we are. Um, I'm going to give two. Uh, I guess All you right. got to address the elephant in the room. We did miss an episode, y'all. And that oh, was yes. just summer. I, I'm calling it summer. That was just the spring fling. You know, you skip an hour, go back an hour. We had to skip an episode. Life just was lifing. So because of that, today feel like it is <laughs> let's just go right ahead uh the first is from first kings chapter one verses one through four and we are getting into the time of the end of king david's uh rule uh, over israel and judah so he has grown old and he's had a good kingdom life and they're just talking about like how things are going down presently. And this is really in light of our conversation just about, you know, history, what things have been like for women and just being a girl in the world. So this is First Kings chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. King David grew old. The years had caught up with him. Even though they piled blankets on him, he couldn't keep warm. So his servant said to him, 
we're going to get a young virgin for our master, the king, to be at his side and look after him. She'll get in bed with you and arouse our master, the king. So they searched the country of Israel for the most ravishing girl they could find. They found Abshag, the Shinnamite, and brought her to the king. The girl was stunningly beautiful. She stayed at his side and looked after the king, but the king did not have sex with her. Okay. First of all, really, y'all, this girl probably had a life, dream plans, and all kinds of experience. Maybe she even had a little crush. I don't know, because a love match back in the day wasn't really a thing. But I just felt so bad for her. King David had not one, not two. He had a lot of wives, one of which was Saul's daughter. And they stopped talking after he danced with joy before the Lord and lost his clothes. So you couldn't call any of his wife. You couldn't call the wife that he killed her husband for. By Mm. the way, Bathsheba's husband was one of the 30 because King David has some bad MFers, as they say, who were like on in his um, army. And there was these men that they call the 30 who were like the most amazing fighters. And her, her husband was one of them. So it wasn't even like he was some rando. He was a man. He was a friend. He was a friend and he killed his friend. You, y'all couldn't have called her in there. Y'all had to go get this young, innocent girl. And I just thought, mm-hmm. thank God he couldn't have sex with her. I feel like that was one of the biggest blessings. That's right, King David. No disrespect because we are the Lord's anointed. And, you know, Jesus did come to your line. So I'm just saying, though, you were so old. You couldn't even stay warm. You couldn't even put your blanket on. And so this girl, what's <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of the kings like helper, nurse, concubine for the rest of your life. That's what it is. And I just felt a lot of compassion for her. And I'm like, oh, I don't remember reading that before, but it just made me so sad, Sharika. <laughs> I'm hoping All right, so now able just- to go get another lover because sometimes I feel like even once, even if you didn't sleep with the king, you were his, you're one of his people, you're done. Like that's it for you. I don't think she was able to get another lover even after he hmm. died because remember later on, there was a lot of drama when it came to King David's son. He was a great king, maybe not the best parent. He spoiled one son, another son who was coveting his other, and talk about like mixed families. I mean, they've mm-hmm. been since the beginning of time. So he had this daughter and her and her brother had the same mom, but then another mm-hmm. one of his kids liked the daughter and he liked her so much that he raped her. But then after mm-hmm. he raped her, he hated her. And when the girl's brother was like, hey, dad, like your other son did this thing. King David was basically like, yeah, it was bad, but that's my son too, kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. So that turned into a whole thing. And eventually the girl's brother tried to usurp David and kill his dad. And then he got killed and there's a whole bunch of stuff. So basically King Solomon, which was Bathsheba, remember the friend he killed for his wife? They had a son named Solomon. That he mm-hmm. was like one of the youngest ones, but his other son that lived <laughs> through all the drama, he was going to become king. And then Bathsheba was like, no, after everything we've been through, you said my son's going to become sure king. So anyway, long story short, King Solomon becomes king, but then his brother comes and is like, well, I want to marry that virgin that dad had. So basically he was trying to find another way to steal the kingdom from King Solomon mm-hmm. and he asked Bathsheba to ask him. He asked King Solomon. And then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to kill my brother because clearly he's trying to take the throne. So that tells me she was still considered the property because in those mm. days, if you were supposed, if you married 
the king's concubines, which is why his other son, Absalom, slept with all of his concubines. In, bro- in broad the- daylight. In broad daylight. Because that was his way of saying, like, now I'm king. And so that girl... Respect- that uh, yuck 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 i guess there's a lot of yuck in in the old testament um okay. yeah, get so all that being said i <laughs> it's wild um but all that being said my heart like i get moved with compassion for the women in these stories because i just mm-hmm. it was almost a curse to be beautiful Oh, I'm beautiful. I can't take a bath. Now you're going to kill my husband. Oh, I'm beautiful. And so now I have to take care of this old man until he dies. And now I'm just stuck here. Mm. Ah, so, yeah. I, I, these are supposed to be the things that make me laugh. But sometimes they're just the things that make me sigh or whatever. So now this other thing that this thing really did make me laugh. And no shade, God, I'm laughing at how you handled this. Because it's very much something... I would do, but also that other people would look at and be like, well, that's kind of harsh. So now we're in 2 Samuel 24, and God had told um, the people, the Israelites, that he would make them like as numerous as the sand. So, you know, you weren't supposed to take a census unless God deemed it so. When you were taking that in this particular time, it was like showing your insecurity that are there enough of us to fight Mm -hmm. battles, got to fight or whatever. So David just took it upon himself. He's going to count the people. And this is after he has ordered for the census to be done. And they come to him with the numbers. Second Samuel chapter 24, verse 10 through 14. But when it was all done, David was overwhelmed with guilt because he had counted the people, replacing trust with statistics. And David prayed to God, I have sinned badly in what I've just done. But now God forgive my guilt. I've been really stupid. When David got up the next morning, the word of God had already come to Gad, the prophet, David's spiritual advisor. Go and give David this message. God has spoken thus. There are three things I can do to you. Choose one out of the three and I'll see that it's done. God came to deliver the message. Do you want three years of famine in the land or three months of running for your enemies while they chase you down or three days of an epidemic on the country. Think it over and make up your mind. What shall I tell the one who sent me? David told Gad, they're all terrible, but I'd mm-hmm. rather be punished by God, whose mercy is great, than fall into human hands. And I just thought, first of all, David, really? Really? Mm-mm-mm. Like, two options that all the other people would have to feel the weight of mm-hmm. right like if there are three years of famine we're all going to be hungry because you decided to make this decision if there's an epidemic which that's the one he ended up choosing um 70 i think like seventy thousand people died of this because mm-hmm. you made that decision so you don't want to choose the one thing that is about you no you get chased by your enemies you get run down you made this decision that was on the david side on the god side it very much reminded me of a parent who's like all right you ready for your whipping do you want to get it on the bed? Do you want to be standing? <laughs> Do you want to sit in cabin? It's like so stressful trying to decide because they all seem terrible, but parents are so good for this. Would you rather be grounded? Do you want to miss out on this party? Do you want to do this thing? It's like, don't give me any options. Just tell me what's going to happen so I can prepare my heart and mind. <laughs> that's, that's all I got, friend. <laughs> Listen, y'all better get into the Bible. It be telling, it, listen, 
it got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Not only is it not only is it, you know, living for your life and 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 the word of God, but also it got a lot of interesting and funny stories in there. So get into it. Um, I was thinking, I forgot the name of my little segment, Experience Sharika. Oh, Sharika's Thoughts? Oh, it wasn't that. It was something it better was, than that. I don't remember the name of it, what it was. But what I will say today, whatever the, whatever the, um, whatever it was, you guys remember, or we'll go back and find out. But, um, what I have to share today is, uh, just a thought um about y'all know I love the Lord and I've been on a journey um mm-hmm. and so my thought is about trusting in the Lord this has been my biggest lesson that I have ever experienced in my walk with the Lord and you think that trusting God it sounds like a it almost sounds I don't want to say like a throwaway, but it seems like an understood or, oh, that it's easy to trust the Lord. Mm. And it is easy to trust the Lord until you have to trust the Lord, if that makes sense. There are so many things that God has been so gracious and good to us that just becomes normal. And um, we, you know, we take for granted, you know, just like, even let's, let's say, you know, you can walk and like walking, you know, we walked from here to there, we do that, but wait till your ankles broke and then try to walk. You feel a little difference. Like, oh, mm-hmm. it is, it, it's not, it's, you know what I mean? You take for granted the things that you were able to do because until you're, when you're not able to do them anymore. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's like, you know, God wakes us up and we're able to, you know, carry on as life as normal, quote on whatever we consider that to be. But then when things aren't going the way you expect them to be, maybe you fall ill or you're struggling with something and it's not a, oh, it's not a, it's not over in a day. You're not healed in a day. You, you haven't gotten through this in a day or week or month. Even for years, some people struggle with different things or have different things. And to realize that God is still trustworthy in your darkest moments, in your most painful situations, um, is a different level, uh, or I won't say different level. It's a different, it's a different um realization of who God is and the fact that we don't put our trust in the things that God provides or the things that God does for us but in who he is because that is the thing that does not change we may we may be walking today may not be able to walk tomorrow that that may have changed but the provision that God has given for us may change but who God is has not changed and in whatever circumstance you may find yourself to Mm -hmm. recognize and realize that our God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. And to know that he, what is happening or has happened may be hard or difficult to 
experience. Um, but God still has good in store for you. God still cares about you. God still sees you. God still hears you. God is still present with you. God is still your help, your strength, your over, um, your, your savior, your Lord, and all those things is a beautiful thing to, uh, realize and, and, and recognize and to accept, but it's not always an easy thing. So I just want to encourage you all, wherever you are finding yourself and whatever you're going through, um, to really put your trust in the Lord because mm-hmm. he is the only one that is worthy of it, but, and he's the only one that can, he's the orchestrator of our lives and he does love us, care for us and have good things in store for us. Amen, friend. Thank oh, you it for was that Sharika word. Expresses. That's what it was. Yes. This came back to me. <laughs> At the end, we need we need a little uh, music, like a little five second cue that like brings in in or we play underneath it. Evie brought that up like when we first started that each section should have its own like theme song, and I was like, meh, I'm not editing all that. But now I'm like, oh no, Shriek Expresses was <laughs> so good. Oh, uh, I, I especially love your analogy about yeah, you know, we're all walking great until you know a little ankle ankle situation and then it's like yeah i can still walk but this is hard mm-hmm. so, that was a perfect analogy um speaking of things that are hard i think our former president is going through a really hard time and that's something that i want to uh recommend for the people is understanding just how much of a hard time he's going through. I know mm. I've recommended another podcast before that kind of went into it that I said was a good example of impartial lawyers just talking through the facts. I think in social media, we can get drowned in people's opinion far mm. left or far right are in the middle. And these people aren't reading the court documents. But that other podcast I mentioned, um, they are reading the court documents and they want you to get into it through that perspective i found another podcast that's following the case and i was particularly interested in this one because one of trump's former lawyers is a guest on the podcast and i have seen this stuff in the media like oh this guy quit because either he's a whistleblower or this or that but he actually just said there was another person on trump's staff that he couldn't stand and it was got to the point where he felt he couldn't do his job well and protect mm. Trump in the way he wanted to because of this other person. So he was like, I have to leave. Like, so it was great because the guy who was interviewing him had a different opinion than him, and they did such a good job of showing how you will have a conversation that is respectful, that where both points are heard, you can leave still with your separate opinions and y'all could probably have lunch together. So mm. I love it. They went through both things. I learned things about uh, what this recent indictment means, why it is a big deal. I learned that why, you know, peop- other people who had documents, uh, President Biden and et cetera, why they were not charged, how usually presidents do have two years to go through the things. And I was like, oh, it gave me a much greater insight into what's happening. And mm-hmm. I just find it all very fascinating. So I am suggesting the last word with Lawrence O'Donnell. Now, some of you might say, oh, Sabrina, that's a show that comes on TV. 
I don't really watch TV, but I do listen to podcasts and I look at the suggestions that I get next. And this just came up next because of the other one I was listening to. And it is so good. So that is a podcast. It's an MSNBC podcast. The last word with Lawrence O'Donnell, but the particular episode I want you all to listen to is NBC News. DOJ tells Trump lawyers he's a target in Doc's investigation. It is a great episode. All right. We will definitely mm-hmm. check that out. Um, I am recommending a cute little movie I uh, found on Netflix. It's called A Tourist's Guide to Love. And it's about uh, this young woman who, you know, as they all tend to do in these movies, have a serious breakup and they, you know, then they go abroad and they're, you know, enlightened and all the things. It's, you know, it's your stereotypical Netflix love story, Hallmark-esque type movie, but it was cute. And it was, uh, I, I believe it was Vietnam is where she goes, but just, I like movies that introduce you to other people's cultures and it had like yes it has it's a love story and all that but I think this movie did a really good job just sharing a little bit, bit about the culture and seeing other places that you know that you know the experiences you get when you go other places so it was kind of cool it was cute little love story so that was fun so that's my recommend a tourist guide to love is a Taurus her name? Are they speaking to her zodiac sign, or what is the Taurus? Oh, not Taurus. Taurus, as in like a visitor. Like oh, because she, yeah. My gosh, that makes so much more sense in the context of what you said. I'm just, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, great. Well, you guys dive into it. The recommends are great. I recently dove into one of Sharika's old recommends Wednesday I'm on episode two and it's actually really good because I don't like spooky things I feel like spiritual warfare is scary Mm -hmm. enough um but this isn't that it's a cute little vibe so I told you if I could do it you could do it because I'm scary (laughs) yes but it's adorable I'm on episode two and they they hook you in right at the end of episode one. Han discovers something when he goes to the bathroom, and I'll just leave it at that. It becomes mm-hmm. very juicy after that, and I need answers, Sharika. I need answers. <laughs> Keep on watching. <laughs> I did enjoy Wednesday. Wednesday was very good. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, we have had fun with you all. I hope you had fun with us. Um mm-hmm. We miss our brother EB, but we'll catch him on the flip side. And um, you know what, guys? Life be liking, but if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back. Until next time. <laughs>